Happy Tuesday. I'm Matt, and this is Transformation Radio. I believe you're alive and you love set me free. When you died on the cross, you gave me the victory. Though the world might try to bring me to my knees, I will stand and fight. You are all I need, oh no. Your love is rescuing me. Chris Vogel, moving into phase two. I just want to say uh, God bless and have faith to all my brothers in phase one. Give praise to these songs we're about to play and just keep your eyes on God. 
my life has changed in four weeks like I <clears throat> wanted desired change for four years. So just uh, keep your eyes on God and stay in his word. I love you and I'll see you soon. Water you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 35 through 53. Here's a brief overview. 
Here Jesus reversed his earlier advice regarding how to travel. The disciples were to bring bags, money, and swords. They would be facing hatred and persecution and would need to be prepared. When the soldiers and priests came to arrest Jesus, one of Jesus' friends pulled the sword and cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. Jesus says that's enough. And by saying this, he, he may have meant it was not time to think of using swords. In either case, mention of a sword vividly communicated the trials they would soon face. Now the Mount of Olives was located just to the east of Jerusalem. Jesus went up the southwestern slope to an olive grove called Gethsemane, which means oil press. Jesus asked the disciples to pray that they would not fall into temptation, because he knew that he would soon be leaving them. Jesus also knew that they would need extra strength to face the temptations ahead, temptations to run away or to deny their relationship with him. They were about to see Jesus die. Would they still think he was the Messiah? The disciples' strongest temptation would undoubtedly be to think that they had been deceived. And there in the garden kneeling for prayer, Jesus asked the Father to remove this cup of suffering. Was Jesus trying to get out of his mission? Well, yeah, it's never wrong to express our true feelings to God. Jesus exposed his dread of the coming trials. But he also reaffirmed his commitment to do what God wanted. He said, Not my will, but thine be done. Well, the cup he spoke of meant the terrible agony he knew he would endure. Not only the horror of the crucifixion, but even worse, the total separation from God that he would have to experience in order to die for your sins and mine. Only Luke... This book of Luke here tells us that Jesus' sweat resembled drops of blood. Jesus was in extreme agony, but he did not give up or give in. He went ahead with the mission for which he had come. And with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. April 25th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 22, verses 35 through 53. Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach the good news, and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or extra clothing, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now, he said, take your money and a traveler's bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one, for the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied. We have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away, about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? 
we brought the swords, and one of them struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priests, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. But this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns. Good morning, my brothers. This is John Lucas, phasing up from phase two to phase three. To my phase one brothers, um, Charles, Husky, Narayan, Daniel, and Trey, I just want to say that this past week in Fenton County has been my all-time favorite week in the refuge. Um, your guys' passion and your drive just uh, motivates me and inspires me. Um, I just love you guys with all my heart. I'm going to continue to pray for you. Um, and even James and the new brothers, that uh, this is your first or second day down there, just really cling to your brothers. They will lift you up. Um, I have scripture for you. I brought you from the ends of the earth, and I called you from its farthest corners. I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. To all my brothers in second and third, fourth phase, I just I encourage you guys to really press into Jesus, press into the cross. The world needs leaders. The world needs godly men, and this is our time. This season's going to be gone in the blink of an eye. So I just encourage you guys just to really press into Jesus Christ. I love you all. Have a great day.
Dwell in your presence, live in your presence. We just want to be with you in your presence, in your presence. We just want to be with you. Just a bit of commentary before we actually begin the narrative today in Psalms. At times, God must discipline us to help us. Now, this is similar to a loving parent disciplining his child. The Bible says that no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening; it's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. When you feel God's hand of correction, well, accept it as proof of His love. Realize that God is urging you to follow His paths instead of stubbornly going your own way. Psalm ninety-four, verses one through twenty-three. O Lord, the God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, let Your glorious justice shine forth. Arise, O Judge of the earth, give the proud what they deserve. How long, O Lord? How long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? How long will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast? They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. 
They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. The Lord isn't looking, they say. And besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. Think again, you fools. When will you finally catch on? Is he deaf, the one who made your ears? Is he blind, the one who formed your eyes? He punishes the nations. Won't he also punish you? He knows everything. Doesn't he also know what you are doing? The Lord knows people's thoughts. He knows they are worthless. Joyful are those you discipline, Lord, those you teach with your instructions. You give them relief from troubled times until a pit is dug to capture the wicked. The Lord will not reject His people. He will not abandon His special possession. Judgment will again be founded on justice, and those with virtuous hearts will pursue it. Who will protect me from the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had helped me, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave. I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Can unjust leaders claim that God is on their side? Leaders whose decrees permit injustice? They gang up against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. God will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 3 and 4. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise keep them safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. i
Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.